Welcome to the podcast. This is Charles Botenston, your host, your concierge, your, I guess, uh, guinea pig in the world to find out what works, what doesn't work, and what should work, or what might work, or anything that works. Maybe you work. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I'm talking about working, one of the biggest things, revelations that I've actually stumbled upon, and uh, well, you know what, I actually stumbled upon it quite some time ago. Based on, you know, someone will tell you something and then you'll hear it again and then you'll hear it again. And then finally you're like, maybe I should check into why I've heard this about three or four times. And this is exactly one of those instances. So I've heard that you need to do, what's his name? Um, Bill Cunningham. Bill Cunningham, the rich dad in Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Kiyosaki. I think that was his name. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, and he wrote, the, he has two dads, he has a rich dad, he has a poor dad, I haven't read the book, I heard he was amazing, I know, it's crazy, but his rich dad, he said, getting rich, and he's very rich, he had, he actually, he beca- he made a hundred million dollars, then lost it, then went into debt a hundred million, and then remade a hundred million, so he's worth, um, you know, 200, 300 million right now, but the biggest thing that he talks about is getting rich is not sexy. It's not sexy. It's not, uh, it's not like this immediate, oh my God, I have it, it's done, and then you just relax. It's not like an immediate thing. It's not like the lottery. And the reason he says it's not sexy is because you'll see it over the long term. Perfect example, my dad always rips on these professional athletes making tons of money on contract signing. And I would say, Dad... In middle school, even before middle school, they were practicing. They're in the gym. They're working out. They had a diet. They had no social life. They go to college. They may have had a little bit of a social life, but the spotlight started becoming on them, and then they go to the draft, and they deserve that. Say they get drafted at 21, 22 years old, or earlier, or whatever. They literally went 15 years, 10 years, whatever, say 15 years of no payment, of working their ass off that they could have been putting towards other things like girls or studying or partying or whatever. And they decided not to do that, that this was their goal. This was their only goal. And their reward is this. Secondly, is if the marketplace pays them. So if they're not worth, say, a $20 million contract or a $15 million signing bonus, the market's not going to pay them. And say, here's the, here's the kicker, is say the market pays them, they're worth it, they join the team, and then they don't perform. Yeah, they made $10 million or $15 million, but their, their lifestyle and their expenses have shot up immediately. And they might get hurt. They might not get re-signed. They might not be able to get traded. They underperform, and then that's it. They got their one shot, their one opportunity, they blew all their money, and now they're back to being a regular citizen. They went 15 years, they got a big signing bonus. But anyway, going back to what I was saying before is what Bill Cunningham says, he, he's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man. I, I cannot recommend him enough. Uh, go on YouTube and all these other places, uh, read his books, go on his website. I know he does a couple seminars, but I heard him speak twice, uh, actually three times, and uh, two of them were live. Uh, the other one was by video, but it pretty much felt like we were there. I don't know if he did a Q&A afterwards, but he mentions getting rich is boring. Getting rich is not sexy. 
And the reason being is that it will take you 20 years to do that. And all of your wealth will come in like the last three or four years. And that's where the public pays attention to them. They look at this person who's 45 worth 30, 40, 50, 100, a billion dollars. It's like, um, yeah, but did you, were you there for the first 12 years every single day doing what I'm about to tell you that made them wealthy, which is the process? Process is everything. The process, you'll hear it as a system. You'll hear it as just a continuous day in and day out. Just every single day you have what you will do. Uh, famously, I heard this, this quote or uh, someone talking about it. Uh, Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, he mentioned that he was talking, I forgot who he was talking to, but the person he was talking to said this, is that they were talking and uh, they were like, oh, can you do this, uh, I don't know, something, you know, can you do something? And Jeff Bezos said, no, I can't. I'm trying to find time to maximize to brush my teeth faster. In other words, Jeff Bezos, his schedule is so packed, his time is so condensed that that one minute or or one and a half, two minutes of brushing your teeth, he's even trying to condense that to squeeze in more time to expand Amazon, to expand his creation, which is Amazon, you know, obviously he has um, charity and, and books, I'm assuming he has, you know, he probably does the whole gamut. He speaks and everything else. So that's the biggest thing is you need a process. You need a process. I've been hearing this for years and it didn't make sense. I didn't understand it. No one, and they probably explained it, but I was just so, I wasn't, you know, naive to the idea. I just didn't understand the benefit. I didn't understand how this can work in my life. I didn't understand why this would work as well. It's like, you know, I have a process, but why is this going to work? The reason being is that if you wake up, and this is mine in a nutshell, is that I wake up, I my phone is nowhere near me on my bed, it's on airplane mode, I get out of bed, I make my bed, my gym clothes and my work clothes are both already laid out from the night before, I then pack my work clothes into my gym bag, I then come downstairs, I have a duplex here in New York City, I come downstairs, oh yeah, by the way, right next to my bed is... is uh, water. Everything is systematized for success. The thing is, you have to do it. And that's my challenge. That was my challenge. Obviously, the words I use is very important. That was my challenge, is you have to be able to systematize your day for success. So then I come downstairs after I've had a glass of water, I've packed my bag away, I come down, I repeat my goals on a rebounder out loud to music, to pumping up music, I'm screaming at myself or looking at a mirror, I look like a complete madman, but I'm also internalizing my goals and I'm also understanding, okay, what, has, what I've done so far in my day has worked. By 6.30, I'm out of my apartment, on my way to the gym. On the way to the gym, I have... Uh, audio notes from Brian Johnson, who is an amazing person, uh, on the way to the gym, audio notes, and I have it at two times the speed so I can get in two on the way to the gym, I get to the gym, I work out, I go to work, and then I start making phone calls, and I make phone calls for three hours, I let everyone else, or let, you know, everything else fall into place after that, in other words, you know, the rest of my day, but 
the biggest thing that I've noticed is that if you don't have a system, your life sucks because you're in chaos. You don't know what is expected of you. You don't have any certain certainty. But this is even worse is not having a system is that having a system that doesn't work. And right now you have a system. Does it work? That's the question you need to ask yourself. Does your system work? What, what about your system works? You know, your system could be great. It could be incredible. It could be, you know, I wake up, I go on my phone, I answer emails, I come down, I have coffee, you know, then I go on social media and then I maybe go to the gym, maybe not go to the gym, go into the shower, take a shower, come out and then get dressed and then I, you know, go to my nine to five job with no prospect of making more money, getting better, things like that. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand people that do something that doesn't work. It just does not make sense. And Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it all the time. He talks about it all the time. You have to be self-aware. If something's not working, you have to be self-aware that it's not working. It's just it's a fact of life. And if something's working, then you continue doing it. He himself, he knows himself. He knows exactly what he needs to do to be successful. Number one, he wakes up very early. He hustles. Uh, he actually recently mentioned something about meditation. He's not going to meditate because when he meditates, he's already enlightened, quote unquote, enlightened. And for himself, he feels that if he gets more enlightened, that it's going to screw with his system that he already has down packed. And this is a perfect example of the slight edge or the compound effect, which is layering successes day over day. Gary Vaynerchuk, I've been following him since 2000. And 12, 2012, when I was introduced to him by my buddy Dan Brown. And in 2012, nobody knew who he was. He was kind of this uh, loud, uh, cursing, short guy from New York that was talking about he grew up in the former Soviet Union and da-da-da. But this is the thing. We're talking about four years later. This guy is on the marketplace as one of the best speakers, as one of the top paid speakers, as one of the most traveled speakers. He's running a 650-person social media business that's moving into the West Side Yards in Manhattan, which is one of the most expensive pieces of commercial real estate. It's being built right now. I look at it pretty much every day. And he also grew a wine or a liquor business to $80 million based online, selling liquor online, through YouTube videos and being honest and putting himself out there. And one of the biggest things that he says, and I highly recommend everyone takes this to heart, is he says, you have to be, especially if you're in sales, and and really, I would say this mainly deals only with sales, is you have to be the celebrity. You have to be the celebrity that your company looks up to, the marketplace looks up to, that your competitors look up to, that your clients look up to. In other words, he's the celebrity. He's the face. He's putting himself out there. He just did a recent interview with the 92nd Street Y, which he goes into the fact that if he leaves the company, the company's still going to be self-sustaining. But the thing is, his clients, they, he goes out and he gets the clients. That's the biggest thing is that no new business will come in because he's the one that hustles to get the clients. He's the one that pitches and gets the business. He's the one that has the documents and everything signed for. That's the biggest thing is that you have to be the celebrity within your space. How are you the celebrity? YouTube, Snapchat, 
Facebook, Instagram, it has to be social media. You have to put out content. You have to be the person that people rely on. You know, you have these guys that, uh, or, you know, I'm in, I'm in real estate. Within the real estate marketplace, you have 33,000 agents. And I would say the majority of them rip on these, these guys that are on million dollar, million dollar listing. What do you, like, why are you ripping on these people that are on million dollar listing? I don't understand that. These people are on TV putting themselves, their personal life and their professional life and their client's life out onto TV nationally, maybe even globally. Like that's, first of all, a tough thing to do. Number two is they have to live up to a standard because they're on TV. And then once they're off TV, in other words, the cameras aren't rolling, they have to live into that standard as well. So, and it's brilliant because they're giving themselves credibility and they go to a client, they say, hey, listen. If I'm good enough to be on TV, if I'm good enough to put myself out there and get clients and to show you how I work on TV, if Bravo is bold enough, audacious enough to put me on their TV show to be one of their top programs, yeah, I think I'm pretty good. I would use that. They are the celebrity in our space. They are the faces of our space. Yes, there's other people that are not on TV, that have big social media followings, they have big broker followings, they do tons of business, and they don't need any of that because they've been in the business for 25, 30 years, and they have $250, $250, $250 million worth of listings, and they don't need any of that quote-unquote social, they don't need any of that celebrity space, but I could tell you right now, they go to a party, they go to a wealthy party, a donor party, they go to a political convention, they go to anything, and they will be the celebrity. They walk around the room like they are a celebrity. And people ask them because their confidence, the way they carry themselves, they're like, who is this person? But th- that's how they carry themselves because that's the kind of trust that a client needs. With Gary Vaynerchuk, that's the kind of trust that Procter & Gamble, that all these huge companies put, you know, uh, who are the other ones? I forgot the other ones, you know, Procter & Gamble and, uh, you know, whoever else, trust him to perform. He goes in, he literally takes over their entire marketing budget and he admitted it. He admitted it. This is crazy. He admitted the only reason he's doing it is because in the future, what he wants to do is go into companies, buy them, take them over, bring them back to whatever, you know, bring them back to say the black, say they're in the red and they, he wants to bring them back to uh, bring the company back to profit. He's going to go in and he's going to use marketing and social media and business skills to bring that company back and then he's going to sell it. And he's going to flip huge companies. So, he's not talking about 100 million. He's talking about billions of dollars worth of companies. He's talking about a 5 billion dollar company, a 4 billion dollar company, and he says he wants the entire marketing budget. So, I implore you to go out and become the celebrity. You think of any industry. Give Fitness has only celebrities. You know, do you name me someone in fitness? I'll give you a celebrity. You know, you, you politics, celebrities. You know, they have Facebook pages, they have Instagram followings, and then outside of the traditional celebrities of say music and Hollywood, anyone. You know, business. You always have like the Elon Musk's. You know, the Richard Bronsons. You know, they. they we have this idolization of celebrities, right or wrong. You know, completely up to you. But we have this idolization of celebrities that if you are it, you will get a social media following. And I am so bullish on social media. It's, it's incredible. Is that it will change your business. If you are not actively crushing social media or as um, Grant Cardone says, Grant Cardone says, 
I bang social media to death. He wants to whip it until he makes it cries, until he makes them cry. He goes, uh, he hits social media so hard. He has, he, he has like a dozen spaces that he just produces and produces and produces content day in and day out. You know, he has videos, he has podcasts, he, ha- he does interviews, he writes articles, he produces his own shows. He has multiple shows that he produces. He's on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. Tumblr, you know, it doesn't matter. He's on every Periscope. It doesn't, you know, uh, Facebook Live, YouTube Live. You know, he's on all of these spaces. And if he's not, he admits it. If he's not, he feels like he's missing out on that base. In other words, that that those customers. And he's a sales organization. And going back to my original point is that any of these guys, any of these successful people, anyone that has any sort of following that is earned, any kind of earned following, in other words, their parents weren't something, in other words, they weren't like given it, but any kind of earned following of grinding, of going day in and day out is because of the exact formula that they have replicated on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and even on weekends is the exact same thing. They eat well, they exercise, they make calls, they bring in business, they close the business, they feel the fear and they do it anyway. They are that person that we idolize to be and that also ties into what I was saying before is that they need to be the celebrity in their space. You need to be your celebrity in your space. You need to get a process, a system that works day in and day out and find out what works. I'll just give you one example of what doesn't work for me. I can't wake up and go on my phone. I just can't do it. And the reason, the reason being is that once I go on my phone, I go on social media. I check my email. I then go on another social medium. Then I go on like YouTube. And it's like, dude, no, get off. Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Don't worry about it. So this is what I do. I literally put my phone in my gym bag at the bottom of my bag on airplane mode. And there's no way that I can actually get to it until I leave. And then I go to my gym bag. I open it. I turn on the the um, the audiobooks to exit on my way to the gym. If I open my phone, it's not my alarm. It's not anything that I use in my apartment. Only until I'm on my way to them, I, only on the way to the gym, will I not even open my phone. And, and not, I mean, not I won't take it off airplane mode, but I'll open it and turn on the audiobook, which is already downloaded. Because once I take it off airplane mode, then I'll go through the social mediums, which I don't need. My willpower doesn't need it. My mind doesn't need it. I don't need it. It's just a matter of fact. So that's my self-awareness is that I need to put every obstacle in my way in front of my phone. And I implore you to to do the exact same thing. So I hope this podcast helps. Uh, This really helps me as well in just giving and memorializing some things that I've heard and combining it. So get a process in your life that works. See what's not working. Be self-aware. Admit it. Be that person that knows how to admit it. And go forward and do something great in your life. Uh, Until the next podcast, Charles Boltonston. Follow me on uh, Snapchat, which I'm actually crushing, absolutely crushing. Uh, Instagram. You know, obviously I'm on uh, Facebook and Twitter, but, you know, whatever about that. Go to iCharles.com, subscribe to the podcast. And iCharles.com actually has a, uh, 
a daily post that I put up. It's a written post right to your inbox. Just go there, subscribe, pick it up, and I will talk to you guys later.